This morning in the Atlanta airport, no one's missing a meal on Mac Wilburn's watch. With 11 restaurants to serve passengers, he's got dining for every destination. And it all started when Mac talked with First Horizon Bank about opening a franchise in the airport. Now it's open for business and cleared for takeoff. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Mac. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. And now it's time for a Deep South legend that's been keeping it real here in Atlanta for over two decades. It's the Buck Baloo Show, only on The Fan. Hey, everybody. Welcome to the Buck Baloo Show here on The Fan 680 and 93.7. Streaming at 680thefan.com. You can click and watch the show. We're in studio today, live in the Battery Atlanta. And that fan mobile app comes in handy. Listen anywhere, anytime, crystal clear. That's driven by Beaver Toyota of coming. Beaver Direct, fastest and easiest way to shop online for your next vehicle. Let them wow you. And coming at Beaver Toyota. And, of course, the 10 o'clock hour on the fan uh, brought to you by Dupree Plumbing. Whenever you need relief from a plumbing problem, call the team I trust at Dupree Plumbing. Score $50 off your next plumbing service at DupreePlumbing.com. Hope your uh, hump day Wednesday is off to a good start. We are halfway to the weekend. And a big one we've got in college football. Alabama and Georgia here in downtown Atlanta. Can't wait for that one as we have college football's conference championship weekend going on. And we try to wait patiently to find out who's going to be in the college football playoffs. DT in the house, ready to go. DT, you're our engineer and producer today, apparently. Road Dog with a day off. Now, I doubt he's doing Christmas shopping. Well, he's on the road with the, uh, with the oh, basketball team. Oh, that's right. He's team. down in Tallahassee. Yeah, Bulldogs big, getting, getting ready to take on the Seminole. The SEC, ACC challenge. Yeah. Georgia Tech and uh, Mississippi State kicked that off uh, last night. So we'll see how the dogs do down in Tallahassee. So you up to the challenge today? You're going to do both roles I for us? I think we'll be all right, Buck. You know, yeah. see, some of these other shows, they got like 10 guys in the... Uh, I'm a part of the, some of those shows, too. Yeah, yeah ten, 10 dudes associated with these shows, right? It's just me and you, brother. It's just me and you. No problem, Buck. All right, let's get to the big take. Buck's Big Take. Well, the college football playoff committee dropped its next-to-last ranking last night, and the big reveal included some very interesting things. Obviously, the committee still values the Buckeyes. That was pretty apparent. By only dropping Ohio State four spots to number six. In spite of the fact that both Alabama and Texas have more impressive resumes. In fact, both Texas and Bama deserve to be ranked in front of Ohio State. And I believe Oregon, too. And one more thing to be concerned about if you're a Crimson Tide fan or a Longhorn fan. No ranked team worse than six at this point in time in the process. So if you are not ranked six or higher going into the final reveal, 
of the rankings, then a team worse than six has never advanced to the playoffs. Ouch. The Washington Huskies have a legitimate reason to be a little upset, too, I would think. UW has played a tougher schedule, and they've already beat Oregon, yet the Ducks get a do-over. Don't you love it when you get the do-over when things didn't go well the first time around? Oregon wins, and they're in. The Huskies, well, they would be out in that scenario. Doesn't seem really right. Final playoff ranking drops Sunday at high noon. We're going to be rushing out of church to see how this thing's going to come down. Will a Bama win over number one Georgia get Bama in? Will a Georgia loss to Bama kick them out? Stay tuned, folks. This is going to be very interesting. Well, and you, we know, as so often is the case, sometimes it just kind of works itself out, and there won't be any drama on Sunday. But this, yeah, I doubt th- that's yeah, the happen. way this uh, this season is set up, there there could be some real because, yeah, like I said, I mean, for the for the most part, these last ten years, we pretty much you, you knew Sunday morning when you woke up already who was going to be in the playoff. For the most part, we haven't had a whole lot of. Really tough decisions for this committee to make, and that might all change (laughs) this weekend. Oh, there's no doubt about it. Now, enjoy it while you can, because this time one year from now, DT, we're going to be sitting here, God willing. We're going to be sitting here getting ready for a 12-team playoff. And so you know what we're going to be complaining about this time next season? How these conference We're going to be talking about the seeding of the 12 teams. That's what I was thinking. I even had that discussion earlier uh, over this weekend with some friends. It, I fe- it feels like next year the conference championships just basically going to be about being getting a bye for a lot of these teams. If you win, you're going to be in that top four. You're going to get the bye, which is going to be very important. But for a lot of these teams, like a Georgia, obviously, this year, if they lost, they'd still be in the top 12. So Yeah, so it's going to be a little different. If you enjoy the controversy, the give and take, well... You better enjoy it all you can the well, rest of this weekend these rank- the weekend. You can go all the way down to 11, 12, 13, 14, 15, and there's going to be a lot of debate about teams like Missouri and Arizona, like who deserves to be in here, Oklahoma, et cetera. So the, the controversy won't end. It'll just be a little further down. Won't be as passionate. You know, with four, That's fair. Yeah. you've got some other deserving teams. When you have 12, you just wonder, and I'm trying to look ahead here, wonder – how many of those teams rank 13 to 25 are really deserving? Well, I look at a I team like be a few. what about a team like Oklahoma State, who's 18 right now? How about them Cowboys? Yeah, you know, Hokes have had a couple of big wins, a couple of nasty losses. I'm a man and I'm 40. Yeah, he's like 55, 60 now, right? Um, <laughs> but anyway, so like eight, they're 18 in the college football playoff ranking right now, and. A lot of people would say, well, they don't really have much to play for, but pride of winning the Big 12. And next year, a team like that is going to have to have a chance to play themselves in. So, yeah, yeah, we'll lose certain amounts of drama, maybe specifically for teams like Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Michigan, but a lot more drama for teams like, like I said, Missouri and and, and Arizona and and these teams kind of in the middle right there. Louisville. Louisville would have so much to play for this week, um, as opposed to if they win, they're just going to feel good about it. Yeah, man, I did some film study last night. You know, it's the former quarterback coming out in me as a, a quarterback playing at a high level, man. You're you're totally involved. You're obsessed with the film study, the video study. You're doing it every night of the week. 
Every time you've got a free moment, you're watching a little bit more video of that defense you're about to face. And I just can't get that out of my system here years, a few years later. Still trying to do it and uh, still getting it done. By the way, so I did some film study last night. I'm going to share that with you right here as we tell you what's popping. Let's find out what's popping. Hey, what's popping, man? It's this SEC championship game coming up Saturday, downtown Atlanta, as Alabama and Georgia knock heads. And all our coverage here on the fan. Talking about the big game championship weekend here in Atlanta is presented by Georgia's own credit union, New Balance, and Georgia Department of Behavioral Health. So keep that in mind. Yeah, Bulldogs and Crimson Tide going at it. And looking at the uh, yesterday, we talked about one side of the ball. We're talking about the other side of the ball here today. And Alabama's defense taking on Georgia's offense. And Coach Kevin Steele, the defensive coordinator at Alabama. I know I, I know Kevin, and I know what he's obsessed with, and I know he just can't get enough of this video study trying to come up with a plan to limit Brock Bowers. Saban said it at his press conference on Monday, 19 is special. That's Bowers, 19. And this is the biggest game of the season. I mean, this is do or die for Alabama, probably for Georgia, too. So you got to come with your best plan. I know Bobo's plan is to get the ball in Bowers' hands as many times as possible. This and is I'm Brock guessing Bowers. he's going to have at least 10 targets minimum. That's what Bobo's going to be planning. So how does Kevin Steele limit Brock Bowers and the impact he can have on this game? Coming up Saturday. Well, you look at the 21 SEC title game. Bowers had 10 catches in that game for 140 yards and a touchdown. Todd Munkin doing an excellent job of targeting and getting the ball in Bowers' hands. He made a big impact. Bowers, under Mike Bobo this season, Bobo has done an excellent job of having Bowers all over the field. He's lined up at X wide receiver. He's in the slot. He's flexed out as a tight end. Heck, he's lined up at running back. And when you do that as a coordinator, you're complicating things for the defense because I'm sure Kevin Steele would love for Bowers to line up in an in-line tight end position most of the time because it's going to be easier to double cover him. Inside and out, up and over the top. You got two guys with their eyes on Bowers limiting what he can do, the impact he can make on this game. But it's not going to be that way. Bobo's going to have him lined up all over the field. It's going to complicate things. But look, most of the time, Bowers is going to be stressing. It's going to be two guys. It's going to be the nickel corner or the star as it's called, and uh, the media seems to be obsessed with that term, star. What it is is the extra defensive back, or it's the nickel, is what the star is. And that's Malachi Moore, 13, is the number he wears. And then you got Caleb Downs, the fabulous freshman out of Metro Atlanta, has had an excellent season this year, and he's lined up at the strong safety spot. Those two guys, more times than not, will be stressed 
trying to limit Brock Bowers, Malachi Moore, and Caleb Downs. Can they run with 19? 19 can run. Can they defend 19 in the 50-50 ball opportunities? Bowers wins a lot of those battles. Can they tackle 19 when he gets the ball? And here's another factor, too. Just watching some of the video of the SEC title game at 21, then uh, a few weeks later in the 22 National Championship game, looking to see how Alabama was trying to cover Brock Bowers, noticing the what Georgia was doing offensively to get him open. Look, Stetson Bennett was not a guy that was going to work the middle of the field a heck of a lot. The stature prevented him from having clear vision between the numbers, working the intermediate zone in the middle of the field. You didn't see they limited that with Stetson Bennett. Now, that's not the case with Carson Beck. Carson Beck is six foot four in cleats. He's got excellent vision. He sees the middle of the field and he's working between the numbers, fitting the ball in those intermediate spots. And what you've seen Bobo do already this season, if you've been paying attention, he is he's got Bowers lined up in a wide receiver position one snap. Then the next snap, he is lined up in the slot. Then the next snap, he's in a flex position, tight end position, flexed out. Then they're putting him in motion across the formation and running a flat route. Where if you're playing man, you got to chase him all the way across the formation. You've seen him run the corner, the flat, the dig, the over the in route the seam route the hitch where they get the bowers uh, get bowers the ball quick on the line of scrimmage and you get some blockers out there and and that's where you're going to have malachi moore and caleb downs and kool-aid uh, mckinstry uh, can they tackle bowers who's a load to try to get on the ground Hey, this is a supreme challenge for Kevin Steele and this Alabama defense is trying to limit Brock Bowers because Bobo's not going to make it easy on you. Can't wait to see how this turns out. And you know Bowers is going to be ready to go. They just rested him up last week against Georgia Tech. No problem. Hey, Atlanta football fans, join uh, Chuck and Chernoff as they broadcast live beginning at 2 p.m. on Thursday. They're going to be at Buffalo Wild Wings, Dawsonville Highway in Gainesville for the Atlanta football feast. The promo team's going to be hanging out until 8 o'clock. Going to walk you right up to kickoff with some great prize giveaways courtesy of More Than Sports. Not a better place to be on Thursdays this football season than at Buffalo Wild Wings Sports Bar. Chuck and Chernoff. Buffalo Wild Wings, Dawsonville Highway, and Gainesville coming up this Thursday. All right, coming up next, Mord is expected to join us. We'll run through the NFL scene. Plus, I've got Dogs team captain Cedric Van Pran's going to hang out. We'll continue to preview this Alabama showdown coming up on Saturday. Got the Baloo Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? 
the power of a conversation, like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Hi, I'm Mark Beckham with Atlanta Ramjack. We specialize in only foundation repair. What is foundation repair? Foundations sink or settle. These issues need to be addressed. It only becomes more costly the longer you put it off. What is the biggest cause of foundation problem? Either poor construction, inferior site preparation, or weather. Drought causes cracks in your foundations. If you see any signs of foundation issues, please contact us at AtlantaRamjack.com. Can't touch this. Got the Buck Blue Show here on the fan, 680 and 93.7. Hopefully your day's going well. Appreciate you listening to the show Monday through Friday, 10 to 11. One hour, we got we got to move fast to squeeze it all in. Wednesday, let me, gosh, what do we normally do? Hey, it's time for Chris Mortensen. The best NFL insider in the business is only on the fan. This is ESPN's NFL insider, Chris Mortensen. Mort joins us on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line, our truest NFL insider. And Mort, how about the Falcons, man? We got us a, a big win over the Saints last week. We love beating the Saints here in Atlanta, Mort. Oh, I know that. Listen, I've covered that rivalry a long time. But do you realize, I was just reading back on that game, that B. John Robinson probably got all his offensive linemen tested for PEDs. <laughs> the way they were pushing them around in the fourth quarter? After the game, he said, I don't know what, talking about the offensive linemen, were on this week. But they were overpowering everything in practice. Boy, when the NFL sees that, they're sending out those test plays <laughs> right away. <laughs> yeah, no doubt about it, man. And then up in Charlotte, boy, they are. Uh, there's some chaos going on up in Charlotte with the Panthers organization firing Frank Reich earlier this week. More than, they've had more coaches than uh, you, you can uh, count on two hands with this new owner. Uh, what's going on there? Yeah, I, I, listen. First of all, the owner is 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 a meddling, you know, highly volatile, and, and reactionary. He's in meetings every day. Uh, you know, now he has straight on honest talks with his coach. I mean, Frank Wright had to talk to Tepper every day. I mean, I know some coaches in season. It's like if their if their owner wants to have dinner on a Sunday night or Monday night. That's irritating to him. Now, listen, when they made the trade for that number one pick coming where they came from, they, you know, they traded away a great player with the receiver. Uh, the roster is depleted. It's okay. It's depleted. It's okay. But I actually thought the offense, when I watched it, I said, this is not a type of offense that Bryce Young should be running. I mean, he was much more aggressive in college. I mean, yeah, he's so tentative now. Yeah, well, yeah, he's tentative, and you don't know the reason why because I know how bright he is, and and uh, you know, somebody yesterday said there's a difference between Kyler Murray and Bryce Young. You know, Kyler Murray's just short; Bryce Young's frail. 
But Russia has had a, a sprained ego briefly this year, and that's been it. Go look at the list of quarterbacks who have been hurt. So I thought the offense was like creativity. There was confusion. Do I think the justification of Frank Wright being fired was was right? No. But I but did you do your homework when you hired him? Morning, I got to ask you about a college hire here. Bobby Petrino back at Arkansas as the offensive yeah. coordinator. Did you ever think you'd see that happen again? A month ago, I have a group of friends, Arkansas friends, and they were talking about how some of these guys are money guys, that they were going to stop giving money to the uh, to the uh, program because they were mad about the offense and this and that. And... Uh, Somebody asked the question in this group text, well, who could they hire as an offensive coordinator? I said, well, with Jimbo Fisher probably on the way out, maybe they ought to hire Petrino. Said it tongue-in-cheek, all of them had a unanimous, that perfect, that's, that's perfect reaction because you know, nobody's excited about the program. Nobody wants to give any money. And he still has to be approved by the presidential, but by, by, by the president, because there is there is language that says if you've been fired for cause, you don't ever get to come back. Yeah. But he's going to be on campus today, and he's going to be the offensive coordinator. Mort, we uh, Falcons got the Jets uh, up in uh, New Jersey coming up Sunday, uh, so we we're not going to see Aaron Rodgers, right? Uh, we're going to be seeing this. This other quarterback uh, that nobody really uh, knows very well. What do you make of the Jets and where they're at right now as an organization? Well, they lost four in a row, right? Yeah, it's not uh, been pretty. You'll see Aaron Rodgers. You'll be on the sidelines. Maybe you'll be <laughs> on the sidelines. Uh, but uh, they're still a dangerous team. You know, but knowing that Arthur Smith wants to run the ball, the Jets usually are pretty good against the running. I mean, they're good against the pass, too. But uh, it's, a, it's a winnable game, but it's, it's, it's not going to be easy. I mean, and the Jets are in a must-win road, uh, must-win uh, path, because, my goodness, they need to see Aaron Rodgers out there in two or three weeks. And I think that's going to be a tough one. Yeah, he's backpedaling on that. I, I was expecting to see that over and under at, like, 13. Sort of like the yeah. Monday night football game, you know? The Monday night football game. Yeah, we uh, there wasn't a lot of offense in that one either. 12 to 10 uh, this past uh, Monday. Uh, yeah, it's like watching Iowa play uh, yeah, exactly. on offense. <laughs> More, the uh, Hall of Fame semifinalist list is out. I uh, got three first-time eligible players in there. Julius Peppers, who... Uh, was just fun to watch, unless you play quarterback. Antonio Gates, uh, if you're a quarterback, you love watching him do what he did. Tiki Barber also on that list. Mort, who, uh, which one of those three you think will get in? Oh, Juvia Steppers. I mean, you know, when when he was playing, here's the thing about Julius: when he's coming out of North Carolina, you know, he had this kind of like Miles Garrett had coming out of. Uh, Where'd he come out of? Wherever he came out of, Texas A&M. But does he love the game? 
it, it, you know, and, yeah. and the question was asked about like that for Peppers, and he was a he, he was a great player. He was a guy I could watch and say that's a Hall of Fame player, and I'm talking about from start to finish. Right. Yeah, he was special. Mort is uh, McDermott going to survive up in Buffalo? They've had some heartbreaking losses. Can't seem to close out games. Looks like the offense is playing better uh, with the change they made at the coordinator spot. What about Buffalo? What's going to happen there? Yeah, I think I think it'll survive. Uh, and you're right. I mean, you know, you can't close out games. All these they talk about these overtime losses and uh, last second losses that I hear, and and they're putting like. I look up on the TV television and it says Josh Allen owns six in overtime games. My goodness, they changed the rules because of Josh Allen uh, against the Chiefs that one year. Uh, and but uh, I think Sean McDermott survives, and uh, and they've got to figure out a way to, to to close out games. I mean, schematically, whatever. I know this much: what happened in the in that final drive. And Jalen Hurts scored the touchdown eventually. None of that never should have happened. Mort, I know what you're going to be doing late Saturday afternoon. You're going to be tuned into that George Alabama game, aren't you? I am going to be tuned into it. And what's going to uh, happen? Well, I've been telling people George is going to win that game, and then this past weekend kind of threw me off a little bit. Uh, but, but. Uh, I, I think I think Georgia will be ready, but Alabama, you better be ready for them. It, it's a typical Nick Saban team. You know, now that they've got the quarterback situation pretty stabilized. Oh, there's no doubt. And, uh, yeah, and they were able to I mean, escape Jordan Hare again without going down. How about that finish, Mort? That was one of the most unbelievable finishes I've ever seen. I'm I was watching, and I was watching to the end, and I'm thinking, well, this is over. And I didn't even think about how many times I've seen it not be over when I thought it was over. But that was that was an unbelievable finish. I bet there are defensive coordinators at every level all across this great country of ours that are saying, I will never rush two in that situation and give the quarterback uh, ten seconds back. Well, then. that that is that was one of the most ridiculous things I've ever seen. <laughs> and, and by the way, in the Buffalo game, they only rushed they really only rushed two. It, it looks like three. Yeah. And and it's going like so you so you're going to do that. You know, you've got you've got to have one guy facing the quarterback so you know he doesn't have stable feet or uh, you know, to do what he wants to do. More great stuff as always. Uh, have a great weekend. Got plenty of great football to be watching this weekend. We'll talk to you next week. Uh, sounds good. Let's go. ESPN's Chris Mortensen on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line. He's our truest NFL insider. All right, let's bounce around, talk a little college football quickly here. We got a lot of things going on. SEC championship game tickets. The cheapest that I've been able to see, Upper Deck, StubHub. It's like a little over $300 to get in the stadium Woo. on Saturday. But I tell you what, you think that's expensive? My daughter is wanting to go see Megan uh, Maroney at the Georgia Theater coming up in a couple of weeks. Those tickets were like $500. What? So, I mean, it's, it's not as bad as you think if you're trying to get in. 
Georgia Bulldogs getting ready for Alabama. We've been talking about and reported, you know, last week Kirby was talking about how practice, it was one of the worst practices they had had on a Tuesday. Didn't sound like he was real happy with that. Well, uh, things have changed this week. Kendall Milton meeting with the media, and he said things got a little chippy yesterday. You know, Coach Mark pointed it out that, you know, we've never been able to beat Alabama in, in Atlanta. So I feel like we have a huge opportunity here. And just judging off of today's practice, I feel like we've taken that opportunity to heart. You know, this was probably one of the most physical, chippiest practices that we've had all year. But it just shows that, you know, how hungry we are, how, how much we want it. Yeah, Big Ten championship game. Uh, you know, not a lot of talk about that one. Michigan and Iowa, Saturday night, 8 o'clock in Indianapolis. Michigan, a 23-point favorite in the game. Last time I checked, and everybody's like myself, I'm included, had penciled in Michigan for the Final Four, making the playoffs. And I think I even said it yesterday, no way Iowa is going to take down Michigan in the Big Ten title game. Well, let's hear from the Iowa head coach, Kirk Ferentz, who says, uh, hey, what if we win? If we would win, I mean, that would really screw things up, I'm guessing. Uh, you know, it might be kind of funny, actually. Yeah, I would. <laughs> well, just just screw the whole thing up. Yeah. It would. Uh, people would be stunned. That would be the most unbelievable thing that could happen this weekend. We've had those before. Yeah. I yeah, think there's some Big 12 championships me at this point in time. Nothing. All right, I'm getting ready for my Heisman vote. It is coming up. It's due in a couple of days. I've uh, really been pondering this, studying this. You vote for three players, one, two, and three. And a lot of looking into what Bo Nix is doing out in Oregon with the Ducks. Let's hear from Bo talking about the Heisman. It sounds crazy. You know, it's something that I always dreamed about, but, you know, with it being, you know, the situation, it's it's gotten crazier and crazier as the year has gone on. But I know there's a bunch of guys out there that are uh, definitely worthy of the award. So, you know, it's a huge honor, but at the same time, we got to keep the main thing the main thing and make sure that we are prepared and ready for Friday. Yeah, and it's a huge honor to be voting. Gosh, I think I've done this for like 12 years now and take it very seriously. Right up to the deadline. Looking beyond the statistics, I'm not one of the stats guys. Seems to be a lot of those out there. I'm not one of them. You're not one of these guys that's already turned in this ballot either, right? No. I, I want to see every single play before I post that that vote online. Some of what's popping out there uh, around the college football scene. And it is now time for the Northeast Georgia Health System Injury Report. It's now time for the Northeast Georgia Health System Injury Report. Improving the health of the community in all we do. And we're going to stick with this Alabama-Georgia game. Looking at that, the dog's big play wide receiver, Lad McConkey. How's that ankle? Did not play against Georgia Tech. Only took six snaps against Tennessee. And Kirby continues to say that Lad is day-to-day. A little tough to read into that what that means exactly but georgia a lot better when they've got mcconkey on the field making those big plays yeah, what's concerning buck he was day-to-day for weeks with yeah. that back and now it's, it's an ankle for lad that's uh, sad to see because you can see the difference uh he he's a difference maker alabama's number one running back jace mcclellan has re-aggravated his foot a lingering injury 
Nick Saban said all season long. Well, he re-aggravated that in the Iron Bowl over at Jordan-Hare. Saban says he's day-to-day, missed a second practice yesterday, and it looks like the number two running back, Roy Dell Williams, is going to be getting a bigger load in the game against Georgia, and you'll see uh, running backs three and four get a few reps. That would be Jam Miller, carried the ball twice against Auburn. Justice Haynes, you might know that name, George Bulldog fans. Uh, Justice, a a freshman, did not get a carry against Auburn, might get a few coming up against Georgia on Saturday. They may be rotating in, getting a few snaps. And there is your Northeast Georgia Medical, Northeast Georgia Health System Injury Report. And uh, the Bulldog Roundtable is going to be my conversation with Bulldog Captain and All-American Center, Cedric Van Pran. Let's get to that right now. Is proud to be the official sports talk station of the dogs. And it's time for Bulldog Roundtable with Buck Balloon. 25, 20, far sideline, 15, 10, 5, get in there, touchdown! Bulldog Roundtable is proudly presented by Georgia's own credit union, Georgia Pack and Load, Finley Roofing, and by attorney Ken Nugent. And that's going to be the ball game. Georgia will win this ball game. Only on the fan, 680 and 93.7 FM. Joining me now on the Bulldog Roundtable on the Hobson and Hobson Newsmaker line is Bulldog Captain and Center Cedric Van Pran. Cedric, we appreciate your time as always, man. I appreciate you all having me on. Thank you. All right, so congrats on that big win over Georgia Tech. As a former Bulldog, we always appreciate that. No problem at all. Thank you. 12-0 regular season, but no time to enjoy that, right? Not at all. So you get a showdown with Alabama in the SEC championship game. I know that's got to be exciting. What This is the reason why you came back, right, for an opportunity like this? Absolutely. I think this is huge, um, especially for the program. I think that this is uh, invaluable for some of those younger guys that will come up throughout the program. So uh, hopefully we can do what we have to do to try and uh, create the best product for this game. Man, I tell you what, great atmospheres in the SEC. Sanford Stadium, as good as there is in college football. All these SEC venues you've uh, been been to and uh, had a chance to experience. But tell us about this SEC championship game experience, the atmosphere at MBS here in downtown Atlanta. What's that like? The, the best way to describe it, I would say, uh, I think it gets hot on the field from, from all of the people that are there. It, it's so packed. Um, and then I would say just how hostile it is. I think that, um, in all honesty, it can, it can be a bit of a, a 50-50 sometimes as far as, like, momentum. Um, but I think that our fans do a tremendous job of filling up the stadium as best we can um, and try to make it feel as close to a home game as possible. I think that our experience there has been uh, a lot better possibly than what it could have been if the SEC championship was held somewhere else. But um, I think the dog fans do a tremendous job of turning uh, the Mercedes-Benz red and black. Hey, what'd you make at the end of that Iron Bowl? Uh, Alabama getting it done there, the last play of the game. What'd you think about that? How that ended? Yeah, that was that was insane. Uh, I have no way to describe that other than just ridiculous. Um, and when the I game's say, never over, is it? Until yeah. that last second takes off. Yeah, that that was an amazing play. Uh, kudos to Jalen Milrow and Isaiah Bond for being able to put that together, and especially the offensive line for blocking for what seemed like a minute. <laughs> um, so. Um, I think they made an amazing play, and um, I'm happy that they were able to pull it out. 
Hey, drop some knowledge on this Alabama defense you're going to be facing. Pretty good against the run this season. What what do you make of uh, the job the Tide has done defensively so far this year? I think it's who they are. It's what they believe in. Uh, I think uh, Coach Nick Saban does a tremendous job of getting his guys to buy into uh, some of the things that their defense must uh, hang their hat on. And I think stopping the run is one of those things. Uh, as long as I've been in college, uh, it's definitely something they've been known for. Um for the most part, and I think that it's just something that uh, we expect uh, to, to come into this game uh, to play an Alabama team that um, hangs their hat on being able to stop the run. Any memories blocking Trez Marshall when he was wearing that Bulldog uniform? You're going <laughs> to face him on Saturday as an inside linebacker at Alabama now. Yeah, for sure. Um, definitely have uh, some great battles with Trez. He's a great guy, a great player. Um Look forward to seeing them after the game, but in between the uh, whistles and throughout the game, you know, we're, we're, we're enemies at that time. When you look at your season individually, have you played your best football this year? Um, I think I have in spurts. Um, of course, I think that um, that there's always something you can, you can do better. I think there's always something that you're hunting for to try and uh, create the best version of yourself. And if you aren't, usually that's when you play your worst football is if you feel like you've made it. Um, so I'd say that I've definitely played some, some good football this year, but there's always room for improvement. What about the group, the offensive line? You guys are in the running for that Jim Moore award goes to college football's best offensive line. And, and said, let me tell you, man, I'm so impressed with the quality depth that you guys have shown off this year. You, you've had a couple of injuries, uh, and you've had some guys step in. Uh, Fairchild has is, is done well. Uh, Morris has played well. Uh, you, you got uh, Truss has moved from guard out to tackle with <laughs> Mims out. I mean, you guys have gone quality uh, deep, seven to eight guys deep in that offensive line. You must be proud of the way you guys have performed. Uh, yes, sir. Uh, absolutely. And in all honesty, uh, I think that the reason why we're probably up for the Joe Moore is just because of uh, the quality depth that we have. And I think that's uh, credit to Coach Thurls. And there's more guys than what, um, what, what, what the world has seen. I think that you look at guys like Jared Wilson. I think Jared is a really, really good center. And when he gets his chance, I think he'll uh take take the spot and, and run with it and never look back um because he's a really really talented guy um and i think he'll progress his offense forward um in, in a lot of ways but i think that we're a really really talented group um and laura willing you know we, we've played really 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 well um in certain situations um but ultimately we, we haven't been perfect we haven't been um our best versions at all times, and I think that uh, we're always looking to get better and improve ourselves. Yeah, you got to be at your best at this point in time in the year if you're going to beat the best. Uh, Absolutely. And I tell you, who's really elevated, uh, really made an impact here recently, at least from afar where I'm watching, as Kendall Milton has stepped in, and and he's been a dominant runner for you there. And I know uh, Edwards has played well this season, but talk about uh, the impact Milton's made here recently. I think that Kendall has done a tremendous job of just continuing to grow. I think that's one of the biggest things is that he never, um, I guess, doubted himself and what he was able to accomplish and what he was able to do for this offense. So I think that um, throughout the year, he just put his head down and continued to work. And he's really provided a spark for us in the run game um, and allowed us to, I guess, uh, get some really, really big runs down the stretch. You guys have done an excellent job of protecting Carson back through the whole season. 
and given him a clean pocket most every time. He's done a good job when there has been a little pressure and when you needed him to pick up a first down running the ball, he's, he's pulled it down and run with it. Uh, overall, you, you're really pleased with the protection in the passing game coming into the showdown with Alabama? Uh, I think so. I think for the most part, uh, we we are really, really pleased. And I think our guys have, have played well. Like, like I keep saying, that sounds like a broken record. We're always looking to improve. Um, but I think ultimately when you look at the grand scheme of things, I think we've done a, a tremendous job of keeping Carson upright uh, as best as we can. What are you expecting on Saturday in this big game against Bama? What, what kind of game are you expecting? A war uh, to be very physical. Um, it would be a game that, um, I think comes down to just the small details of execution. Um, it may be alignment. It may be assignment. Uh, it may be something that your coach told you very randomly on a Tuesday about a specific play. Um, but ultimately, I think it'll come down to the small, minute details um, that, that'll help either side win the game. Well, best of luck, Sad. We, man, we appreciate you coming on all season long. We've talked to you multiple times during the season. We so appreciate that. Best of luck the rest of the way, man. Yes, sir. Thank you, and God bless. Always great to have Van Pran on the show. Hey, man, did you hear one of the biggest bands on the planet coming to Atlanta and Mercedes-Benz, 680 The Fan, and our morning show, The Locker Room, are going to be helping you out. Listen to The Locker Room starting Monday and learn how you can win tickets to see the Rolling Stones. Tickets go on sale this Friday to see the Stones June 7th. And the locker room, we're going to be giving away tickets during their show. So tune in starting on Monday to 680 AM, 937 FM, or tap that app for your chance to win and go see the Stones. More to come on the Buck Baloo Show coming up here in a moment. You're listening to The Fan. A lifetime of hard work, children laughing in the kitchen, family photos on a restaurant wall, a legacy that lives on. It all comes from the power of a conversation, like the one Tommy Hall had with First Horizon Bank about taking over his father's Charleston-based restaurant business. Now the table is set for a whole new generation. First Horizon Bank, let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash Tommy. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. Is there chaos in your closet? Look, Blouse, you've got some nerve hanging there like that. I can't help it. I'm jammed in here next to this suit. Hey, I'm a three-piece, all right, which means I need a little more room. You've got a lot of attitude for a linen suit. I'm a polyester blend, sweetheart, and there needs to be room for men's clothes, too. Hi, I'm Christina, and in Artisan Custom Closets, we help families organize and simplify their closets with customized storage solutions. See what's possible for your home at artisancustomclosets.com, and then call us for a free in-home consultation. Time for the final word. Brought to you by Howard Brothers, keeping Georgia green since 1955. Yeah, Flat ran out of time. I'll have to fit the Falcons in maybe tomorrow. You're having too much fun with Mort there. Is that what it was? I thought too much college yeah, football. Yeah, just too much stuff. We it, are the college it's a football big week. voice of the South. It's a big week. Want to give a shout-out to the Buck Baloo Show, 680 The Fan High School Football Player of the Year, Luke Nickel, quarterback at Milton High School, who has led the Eagles into the state 7A semifinals. Big showdown with Grayson coming up this weekend. And Luke has had a tremendous season, a second year as a starter, so impressive against Colquitt County this past weekend where he ran for over 100 yards in the game. And he's been a pocket passer, spinning that thing all season long. He's thrown for over 3,200 yards. 
played injured in the middle of the season and played through the injury. Really impressive how tough, what great leadership. It's not just about stats. And uh, I want to give a shout-out to Luke Nickel, Milton High School, our high school football player of the year. That's going to do it for my show. Nick and Chris are coming up next. Have a great rest of the day, everybody. Tonight in Arkansas, there's a mother tucking in her daughter and turning off the light. A business owner is burning the midnight oil. An at-home dinner date is plating up possibility. And it's all happening under one roof. How? The power of a conversation. Like the one John from Integrity Solutions had with First Horizon Bank about his vision for a sustainable mixed-use building. Now it's not just words, it's life. First Horizon Bank. Let's find a way. Go to firsthorizon.com slash John. First Horizon Bank, member FDIC. The fan is ready for brave season. Are you? 3-1 smoked high in the air, deep center field, and heading for the horizon. A home run by Olsen. We're streaming every game of the Braves 2024 season free on the 680 The Fan app. So make sure you download it now and don't miss a pitch of the Braves this season.